Transmission incoming, over. Copy that, transmission received. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. So quick plug for the website, www.patriotradionetwork.org. It's uh, it's a little rough. It's really simple. Just wanted to give you guys a place to go and check out the shows that are on the network. You can listen right from the website. Uh, and there's a, uh, there's a tab for merchandise. So you can check out the shirts there too. Those are pretty cool. So yeah, uh, go check out the shirts. Go check out the podcasts. So going to be bringing in some more podcasts as time goes on, but that's www.patriotradionetwork.org. And also in the show notes, you can click the links for that and also for the merchandise tab for t-shirts. So lots of cool shirts, so go check them out. Thanks. Welcome back to Christian Libertarian Veterans. So today I'm going to be talking about Republicans. So I do a lot of bashing on liberals, and I will always do a lot of bashing on liberals because they're the absolute worst, but... I'm going to bash on Republicans. So in the news, for the last several weeks, it's Donald Trump and election fraud. So he's screaming and tweeting uh, and doing press conferences. They're talking about it within his his um, campaign and all that other stuff. And then he's got Powell out there and then Rudy Giuliani. And then there's uh, a guy named Lynn Wood, who's also representing uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. And he's a good lawyer kind of off as rocker. I'm not entirely sure what I think about that guy. But anyway, so you basically have six people uh, in the whole Republican apparatus that are going and taking this on. I don't understand why the Republicans are so reluctant to throw their full weight and force behind this. Either they don't believe it's true, which... I think is silly because there's more than enough reasons to believe it is true, or they don't want to help Donald Trump win the presidency. And I don't know which one of those it is. It's probably a combination of both. And the Republicans have always had a really hard time locking arms and working together. And there are there isn't really a Republican Party. There's a bunch of people loosely identified as Republican, and it is a spectrum. You know, that was something that was recently said by Ted Cruz, and that's really kind of one of the problems, though, because everybody wants to sit back, wait, see what happens, gather all the facts, gather all the data, and then respond, which is good, and that's noble and desirable in so many ways, but the problem becomes... It's impossible to work with timelines if that's the case, right? So they're sitting back on the sidelines waiting to see if there's actual proof of voter fraud. Well, proof is a spectrum too, right? There are degrees of probability, and there is more than enough probability right now to justify the narrative of voter fraud, right? And so the Republicans are nowhere to be found. So where is everybody? Why aren't they all using their platforms and doing nothing but talking about voter fraud? They know it exists. They know it's been a problem. They know it was rampant in this election. So the only thing I can figure is that they don't want Donald Trump to win. And that's really terrible because he is the Republican nominee. He has done a fantastic job as a Republican 
president, he's been more conservative in some of the things he's done than anybody else. So he's not perfect by a long shot. He's got moral failures, absolutely. He hasn't done the nuclear things I wish he would do to save the republic, but he has not started any new wars. He has drawn down troops from war zones. He was great for the economy, not in the true way, but he was great for the stock market, which I'll take a small victory where I can get it. He had the Second Chance Act, which was good. And he lowered taxes, which was good. So there was a lot of positive things. So I can't completely dog the guy. Not a perfect president, but he does what I think he was put on earth to do, which was rattle cages and shake things up and call BS. And he's done a great job at that. And the Republicans should embrace that. But rather than embracing that, they're hiding from that. They are completely disconnected from reality. Donald Trump won. The Republican Party did not win. We voted in mass, something like 80 million people almost, uh, voted for Donald Trump. We didn't vote for the Republican Party. They voted for Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the guy. So they need to take a step back and look at their business model because it is a business model and realize that they have a major marketing flaw. The American people don't want milk toast, wet blanket, pacifist Republicans. The American people want firebrand, get things done at any cost kind of Republicans. They want Donald Trump Republicans. They are sick of watching the liberals win time after time after time after time. Any fight that the liberals bring up, they win eventually. Prove me wrong. They will get it on the long term. Some of that's been great in the course of history, but when you talk about modern liberalism, which is progressivism, which is communism, they are winning, and it's because they are always on offense. They never stop pushing offense, and Republicans refuse to play offense. Donald Trump gets this. Donald Trump understands that you can only win by playing offense. That's why he is so offensive to so many people, because that's how you win, and he wants to win. He doesn't want to just be a president, put that on his resume, and move on. He wants to win. And what does winning look like? Winning looks like making impactful changes or impactful reverting back into a previous state. So Republicans should be focused on reverting back to a previous state. We reject progressivism. 100%. Republicans are not rejecting progressivism. Republicans are accepting progressivism as if, as if it's a foregone conclusion. And they're barely putting up defenses. And when they do, they make really weak arguments about it, right? And part of the problem is that they engage in arguments at all, right? We should be rejecting some of these progressive notions on their very premise, and that's that, right? And Republicans have been doing a terrible job 
because they won't go on offense, they're always on defense, right? Imagine having a football team where your offense never takes the field. What's going to happen? Your defense will hold out as long as it can, maybe randomly by pure luck and with just a tad bit of skill right place at the right time you might score a point or two occasionally with an interception or something like that but you're never gonna win a game if you don't play offense and politics is the same you know democrats understand that they understand that they're going to win no matter what at what they do because they never stop pushing the offensive and they win in incremental efforts they don't push big things all the time it's often little things right to get you to accept 99 truths in one big lie and they'll package it all together very cleverly and it sucks because they will cheat to win as well so republicans take their moral high horse well that's great and there's that's definitely needed but you know, what good is a moral victory on your way to the freaking gulag, right? And that's where we're heading. And that's gospel. You can take that to the bank. You know, that might be 50 years. That might be 10 years. That is inevitably where we're going to end up. When we look at progressivism and what that really is, which is communism, thinly veiled as democratic socialism, that's what always happens happens there is no other alternative and republicans i think intellectually get it but they won't do anything and take any measures to really fight against this and how do you fight against that well it's difficult when it comes back to education right we need to fix the education system if we can't fix the education system and we can't rewind the programming that goes on in public schools across America and college universities, then we stand a little, little, little hope in ever really fixing this because that's where it starts. So really, it's education, it's families, it's a million small little choices. But the big thing is, is that government is too big. We need to shrink the size of government. Because if government were a smaller size, it wouldn't really matter who was in charge of it because it's by and large irrelevant, right? But because we have a massive government, we have a massive opportunity for power-hungry individuals to take charge of that government and wield it as a weapon uh, against everybody who disagrees with them. And that's true of both the left and the right. And Republicans are doing very, very little. What they love to do is they love to be the party of minority. So they can beat their chests and say, oh, that's fiscally irresponsible or that's immoral or whatever, right? And then they'll go on their soapbox and they'll talk about that and they'll vote down some bills. But generally speaking, all of the really big social stuff that ruins society gets passed anyway. And then they'll use all of the Democrat narratives as a selling point for themselves, so you vote for them in the next election. Uh, but when they do get in power, and they have the House, and they have the Senate, and the Senate, they don't do squat with it. There are no meaningful, long-standing bills that will revert us back to where we need to be. They don't even try. 
they won't even consider it. They'll pay lip service to the idea when they're out of power, but when they're in power, they don't follow through. Case in point, the second term of Barack Obama's administration. All of the Republicans went and they campaigned on repealing Obamacare. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. They won the House. They won the Senate. They didn't even vote on the bill. And it's because they sat back on their hands and they and they said, well, he would just veto it anyway, so there's no point in us passing this bill. We have to get the presidency and then we'll do it. Well, it's always next time. We'll get them next time. We'll get them next time. And next time they make up some lame excuse because they don't want to win. They don't know how to win. They don't have any winning in them. They're losers. They only know how to lose. They don't want to win because they don't want to have those bills to their name, right? The bills that we need to see are getting rid of the Fed, right? Term limits, age limits, gold standard, uh, nuking the Department of Education, ending the war on drugs, you know, all of those classic libertarian, uh, old school conservative type ideas, they won't do it. They are toxic to their reputation, right? They won't end the military industrial complex. They won't end the wars. They won't take back the power of the purse. They won't try to revamp anything, right? The VA, for God's sakes, is a is a nightmare, right? And they won't do anything to fix it. And they champion themselves as, you know, these conservatives and fiscally responsible, but they're not really conservatives. You know, they they don't do anything conservative. They don't conserve the the culture of this country from what it was. You know, we had a it had a good Christian-ish culture. You know, um, 1950s, you can kind of think of that as the peak. wasn't perfect, but it was pretty good, right? And look at where we're at now, right? They haven't done anything to conserve our culture. They don't conserve our finances. We're looking at trillion-dollar spending uh, year over year over year, and that's not including stimulus junk for COVID. We were looking at around three or four for that. And none of that money is even going to trickle down to you or I. You know, it's one thing if they give us our money back. Well, then, you know, we just consider that kind of a a ding against our taxes that we paid in. And we come out net ahead a little bit. But, you know, then, of course, inflation hits and we're screwed again. They don't even give us money this time, right? They're talking about not even giving us any of that money back. And it's all going to go to airlines and airline employees, which is junk. And Republicans are in on it. That's part of their plan, right? So they're not conserving anything, right? At at best, the only thing you can say about conservatives is that they're running towards communism at 75 miles an hour versus Democrats who are running at 175 miles an hour. That's the only thing. You know, they aren't going to stand in the way. They're not going to stand there like Gandalf against the Balrog on the bridge and say, you shall not pass. They will cave. They are weak. They have no spines. They aren't getting it done. They will never get it done. If they wanted to get it done, they could have gotten it done. But they don't want to get it done. I think it's because most of them are deep state guys. You know, I... I believe that. I don't think that they really care about the country. I think that they love their institutions more than they love the country. And the institutions are 
hurting the country, right? So we look at things, you know, like the uh, the CIA, right? It's a, one of the great American intelligence agencies keeping us safe from terrorism. Well, that's crap, because now we know that they are probably involved in the Dominion voting software stuff. It is possible that the CIA was running that server in Germany where the votes were funneling through. You know, that's never going to be fully proven. Um, but allegedly, allegedly, the CIA had brought in a team of mercenary types from Afghanistan to guard that server room. So when the Delta Force raided it, there was a firefight between our U.S. Army Delta Force and our intelligence agency in a foreign country. Now that's conjecture, right? That's that's conspiracy theory talk that will never fully be proven because who's going to come out and say that, right? That's that's civil war is what that is. But you know, Republicans are supposed to be the ones who are to preserve the republic and they aren't doing it. And I don't think they know how to do it. I think they have for so long just kind of accepted the inevitable onslaught that they have defined their role as simply slowing the Democrats down, right? And it's almost a foregone conclusion that everything the Democrats say they're going to get. And the Republicans' job is to just, we'll just slow it down. We'll just take, we'll take 50% of what you're, what you're offering, knowing that and a long enough scale of time, it's all going to happen eventually. So, yeah, it sucks. They need to be on offense. They need to go on the attack. They need to be champions for what makes a good, healthy society. And that's going to hurt people's feelings. But you know what? Your feelings don't matter. The things that matter is keeping this country afloat. Uh, and reverting it back to where the government isn't such a big deal and things aren't always so critical. Everything gets funneled more and more and more at the top within government, and every all of our money gets more and more and more at the top with the major companies, right? The government is shutting down small businesses. All of that money is getting shifted to Amazon and Walmart, right? They're making record profits in COVID while everyone else is struggling, and it's crap, and our government has done that, and nowhere were the Republicans in that, defending small businesses and being champions for liberty, not at all. In fact, they're on board with all of it, right? So Republicans are kind of junk. There's a handful of good guys. You know, you got Thomas Massey, you got Rand Paul, uh, you had Justin Amash, who was who was okay, right? Mike Lee is is okay. I like Ted Cruz generally. Um, Crenshaw, Crenshaw, I have mixed feelings about. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, that guy's got a pretty good thing going on. Sometimes I. I don't trust him at all. One of the main reasons I don't trust him is because he is involved with the World Economic Forum. So if you Google Dan Crenshaw World Economic Forum, you will see him on a list of a who's who of young up-and-coming professionals, right? And it's a list of basically upcoming NWO types, if you will. People that the World Economic Forum have identified as People on the rise, right? He's on there, Tulsi's on there, a bunch of international guys are on there. So if you are at all on that list, I don't trust you. I just don't. Uh, it's just how it is, you know? And 
He's got some good things. He does some good articulation of conservative ideas sometimes that I that I, I like, but I, I can't fully trust him. You know, I think he's, I don't know. I just don't. I'm going to leave it at that. But anyway, yeah, so minus that, and then what do you have? You know, I'm in Kansas. We have Pat Roberts and Jerry Moran. What have they ever done? They haven't done anything, right? We need people who are more like Trump. And Trump's not perfect. He's far from perfect. But Trump is not afraid to be a pit bull for his ideas. And that's what we need. All of the Democrats are like that. All of them are ready to jump in and spar and get things done. And they're able to mobilize and close ranks behind an idea. And Republicans can't do that. They should be closing ranks around this voter fraud thing, right? They should do it but they're not, you know, that a couple of tweets maybe is, is all we get. They should be in their states, right? If they're in any of these swing states where this is a, a deal and they should be blowing this thing up, they should be talking about it, right? And they should not necessarily wait for a hundred percent lockstep proof because it's going to be too late. The election it, stuff will be over. It'll all be certified. The inauguration will happen. Donald Trump will have no choice but to concede the election if you wait till it's all perfect right there's enough reason to suspect that the voter fraud stuff is real and it's true and that there's enough of it that you could potentially leverage state legislatures to do something about it but they're not going to do it if there's no pressure and that pressure comes from two ways it comes from the top down and it comes from the bottom up so the people of the united states are pissed, right? And I hope that if the Republicans who live in these swing states uh, are mad that they're doing something about it and writing letters and sending emails and calling and marching and protesting and all those things, but you know, I just don't really see it. And I don't see the Republicans in those swing states who are at the federal level really saying anything about it either, right? So where are all of the elected officials, right? They should be screaming about this. They should be making phone calls. They should be putting pressure, right? Why? Because it helps Donald Trump, who is a Republican Party member. But they don't. So it makes me think that they want Donald Trump to lose for reasons I don't fully understand. Probably because they never wanted him to win the election in the first place. They wanted uh, milk toast Rubio or flubby lazy George Bush three, right? And those guys suck. Those guys are terrible. They are not really Republicans. Well, I'm sorry. They're not conservatives. They are Republicans. And conservative does not equal Republican, right? I am conservative as all hell, right? I Libertarian, paleoconservative, whatever you want to call it, it's a spectrum. I go by the name libertarian just because it's an easy way to separate myself from the Republicans uh, who are terrible. So yeah, they should be rallying around Trump, but they're not doing it. And so they're just going to wait. They're hoping he loses. Then they can get in that position of minority. And six months from now, they can say, oh my God, we got all this information about election fraud. We should hold a hearing on this. You know, and then they'll hold hearings where it's too late and it won't matter. It'll be good press for them. It'll help them win their re-elections individually. But they know that there's no skin in the game because it's already been done, right? They won't actually have to do anything other than talk. Reference Benghazi, right? Reference Hillary emails. What did they do? They did squat. Why? 
because they love the institutions more than they love you, more than they love the country. And it would be damaging to all parties involved and all institutions if they really shed the light on Hillary's emails, if they really explored the voter fraud stuff, if they really explored the Benghazi stuff, which I think they did explore, but I think they realized that it was so incredibly damning to the American government and our allies that they can't possibly talk about it. So it just kind of gets brushed under the rug. And that's that. The same will happen with the voting thing. The Republicans are more than happy to let Donald Trump lose uh, and then six months from now, make a big deal out of it when it doesn't matter anymore, just so they can score political points for re-election. On the flip side of that, Donald Trump is kind of a wild card, right? What happens if he gets tired of fighting the media, tired of fighting his own Republican Party, tired of fighting these legislatures, tired of fighting Dominion, tired of his own base kind of abandoning him, right, and accepting defeat? What does he do? Does he declare martial law? Does he become that tyrant dictator, right, at that point, right? And let's just say that he's wrong about the election altogether, but he goes down that route. Obviously, he's a, uh, he's a dictator tyrant type, right? And he brings in the military to do some stuff. That's terrible. But what if he's right about the election and the election was stolen? Then he brings in the military to do stuff. What then, right? Do the Republicans back him up? Do the Republicans take five steps back and say, whoa, this guy is out of line. We don't support this guy. He needs to go. What happens, right? It can get ugly pretty quick. So how do we avoid that? How do we avoid that? We bring in the full weight and force of the Republican National Convention and all of the Republicans in the House and the Senate, right? And then with that, we can really leverage the size and scope of government in, in all of the proper ways to get this thing handled, right? So when it is handled, it's handled without a shadow of a doubt. We've done the grand juries. We've done everything we can to really flush out all of the voting fraud. Let's get everything recounted. And after that, if everything is done and everything is done by the book and it's in full support of the Republican Party, if Donald Trump still loses at that point, then it is what it is, right? But they're not doing it. They aren't, it seems like they don't care at all. And I think it's because they want Donald Trump to win. And I think it's, they're too scared to stick their necks out on something that's controversial because they know that their own election cycle is coming up in two years and that they're going to have to defend it. So it's easier for them to do absolutely nothing than it is for them to do something. And that's where we're at. And yeah, so that's why I, uh, I'm so incredibly irritated with Republicans. They're basically... Uh, communism light, right? Because they're uh, they're aiding and abetting the progressives because they're not doing nearly enough to stand up to them, and that's a shame. Uh, and so ultimately, no matter who wins the election, you're not really gonna see much change. If Donald Trump wins uh, and he pulls kind of that long shot, which might still be possible, I don't know, uh, then you know it, it it could be interesting. You know, maybe he gets some positive things done. But it's really unlikely, right? Because 
Donald Trump himself is not that diehard constitutionalist. He's a businessman. He cares about the economy, and that's about it. And he doesn't have Republicans surrounding him that are really those champions for liberty, save Rand Paul. And I really do think Rand Paul is the, the reason why we haven't started any new, any new wars, uh, because Rand Paul has been kind of that one guy for Trump, which has been great, you know, so kudos to him. Uh, but yeah, not a whole lot is going to change, even if Trump wins. We're still going to have stupid amounts of spending. We're still going to have incremental wins by the Democrats. Uh, they just passed a bill for uh, legalized marijuana in the House yesterday. Random, just happened, overwhelmingly passed the House, probably won't even vote on it in the Senate. Um, and if it were just as simple as rescheduling it and leaving it up to the states, it'd probably be fine, but... They went as far as making it retroactive so like all drug dealers get out of jail, which is too much. But of course, it's too much too far, so we'll see what Republicans do. Do they edit it? Do they vote on it? I don't know. But, you know, it's it's those kind of things. You know, Kamala Harris, That's that was her bill after she spent a lifetime putting people in jail for drugs, <laughs> for minor offenses, so it's pretty ironic. But anyway, so yeah, you're not really going to see a whole lot of changes going forward with a with a Trump presidency or a Biden tr presidency. You're going to get more of the same. Biden probably start a few more wars. Um, it's almost guaranteed. And then Trump, you're still going to have stupid amounts of spending. And who knows, maybe he gets sucked into a war too. I think that's definitely a tool of the deep state is uh, start a war somewhere, and like it or not, America has to enter it, right? I think that's on the table. I think everything is on the table. Um, so yeah, my warning, prepare for the worst, right? I think as Christians, we need to always be prepared for the worst. You know, by the worst, I mean physically, right? So we are almost guaranteed to be persecuted at some point because that's in the Bible, right? There's no question about that. We don't get a free pass. And God's got our souls taken care of. But your ass, like it or not, is stuck on this planet for the time being. So do what you need to do to prepare for troubling times. So that might look like starting a garden, Right? That might look like getting physically fit. That might look like stocking up on a few more supplies. Uh, you know, I'll leave that up to you. I'm not going to tell you. I mean, for me personally, I think the Mormons are onto something. The Mormons have $1 billion cash uh, set aside for some kind of apocalyptic scenario. Within the Mormon church, they have systematically and institutionally taken an approach to doomsday prepping that's just part of the religion and i think that's the best part of their religion uh, i think they're on to something you know christians i think too often say oh we'll just trust god well you should trust god for your soul absolutely but you should also take some bare minimum precautions for your body and your community. So it's a good idea for you to have a minimal amount of preparations so you can <clears throat> look after yourself, look after your family, and look after your neighbors, right? To be that beacon of hope when troubling times happen. And troubling times are going to happen. It's guaranteed. And I think 
if Biden wins, you're going to see troubling times because he's going to be absolutely terrible for the economy, right? It cannot last forever. If Trump wins, you're still going to see troubling times because you will see Antifa, BLM, and whatever else, uh, 10 times what it was, right? Because they will say he's a dictator, it's a fraudulent election, blah, 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 blah. There could be a civil war. It's not going to be 1865. It's going to be some weird thing where it's just pet mass chaos and no one knows what's going on. I think that's likely. And you need to be prepared for it. So that way you can take care of yourself, be self-reliant, and then also be that light to the world and take care of people. Because that's what we're called to do, right? We don't just necessarily suffer through persecution if we can suffer through persecution and also carry out the Great Commission at the same time, well, that's a great opportunity for us. So I think that's something you need to, to chew on for a while. And I think that'll be the, uh, the topic of another podcast is how do we get there and what do we do? So yeah, stay tuned for that one. Until next time, thanks for listening. Transmission incoming, over. Copy that, transmission received.